Friends, it's the Holy Hour Podcast, the bi-weekly all-cure podcast. I'm Gavin, and welcome. Yes, it is all happening. The tour has begun. Shows of a Lost World kicked off yesterday at the time of recording this. May 10th at the Smoothie King Arena in New Orleans. And, uh... Wow, if you're like me, um, you're still glowing from this thing. And uh, I thought this would be a great time to share. We'll keep our head above water before we start breaking these up into clumps to review and document for you guys. But um, yeah, we couldn't let too much time roll past without uh, praising what an amazing job the band did on opening night in New Orleans. If you were lucky enough to have gone there congratulations to you and i hope you enjoyed it because it sure as hell looked amazing from my uh comfy chair here in Asheville, north carolina um right off the bat uh thank you to um it was fire and Kyra curio fire and curio um i think the official instagram name is burn like fire um who did a uh um live stream from instagram of the whole damn show so thank you so much whoever you are out there um i don't believe we've crossed paths before but uh this guy over here and about i think he almost got up to about 200 people i saw watching it um we're very appreciative uh, hopefully um just getting a glimpse and you know it, it was a handheld live stream but it, it was still pretty cool just uh seeing it and getting to hear all the action and being on top of it and a lot more fun than just refreshing setlist.fm, which was my backup plan. I know a couple other people out there did some live streams too. I wasn't quite able to. I tried one initially, but wasn't able to keep the, the feed. It uh, kept kicking me out and stuff. So a few other ones out there. So to thank you to everybody else too that did uh, do some live streaming for all of us stranded people out here that weren't there. But let's backtrack and try to just recalculate everything that happened that night or that I could tell happened from that night um, 
and uh, document this thing for the ages. What do you say, guys? Um, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this because I wasn't there. So um, comments and suggestions and further details always welcomed, of course. But seemed like a pretty normal day. I didn't get too riled up before this one because, you know, we, we just kind of went through all this with the European dates of watching from afar. It's more kind of frustration of I just can't wait. Now it's it's hitting me that um, I'll be going to shows on the, literally the last stretch of this tour. So I have to watch everybody else bliss out and um be jealous but you know my time will come and uh, i'm counting down the days already but uh it's gonna be tough to just to sit here and uh keep my cool beforehand though thank you again to the people that posted pictures of the merch at the arena at the smoothie king arena (laughs) whoever whoever got that name uh, i guess the smoothie king company owns it so um so yeah the merch is looking good um you know nothing's shocking uh I, th- I think it looks pretty much exactly the same as the stuff that was in the european tour right uh just different dates on the back but i like those shirts so that'll be cool i will definitely be uh spending way too much money on most of that stuff um so yeah, the shirts were about twenty five bucks, was which is cool. More credit in the sense I never thought I would say twenty five dollar t shirt is an affordable good price, but uh, for concerts and apparently concerts nowadays in particular at arenas, that is a very good price. So thank you again to the Care for looking out for us and not letting us go totally broke on this endeavor. But um, so yeah, twenty five bucks. Uh, it looked like there was kind of everything from the very simple logo shirt with dates on the back to the one that has kind of the circular world Death Star looking thing on it with the dates on the back. And then the third option looks like the the live image that they've been using for the posters and a lot of the um, posts and, and promo stuff for this tour, uh, which, which is cool because that one has more color to it. But uh, it's not the greatest live picture. Um, there are, there's so many of them now that they have to do a really wide shot and uh, <laughs> cram them all in there. But um, yeah, between the three, I think everybody can find one that they like. Uh, I'll, I'll be choosing one or all before the end. And um, hoodies, too. They got hoodies for $50, um, which I guess is technically affordable for arena hoodie. But um so, yeah, Henson's already like, I want the hoodie, Dad. I was like, oh, you're getting a T-shirt, son. You're getting a bucket hat. <laughs> so bucket hats are there, too. Regular knit hats, I believe. Um, but the cool thing everyone's talking about are the posters, and I believe they did this in Europe, right, where each night had a unique poster for the city, and it sounds like they're going to do that again. So that's super cool. We got the first glimpse of the New Orleans one. It's this beautiful poster, this lady with a rosary and has a little um, chain of flowers on her head and stuff. Uh, I'm not quite sure of the full-on significance, but um, it's very cool. I dig it. I can't wait to see what all the other ones have. Um, so the posters are um, going to be about 30 bucks. it looks like. And you can order them online, too. So if it looks like if you don't want to tote around a poster through the whole concert experience, you can just order i guess uh, i'll probably get there about nine to ten years from now but um still it's a good option and or if you just blew all your money on like 20 dollar yinglings or something um 
Yeah, that's good that they have options. I think the shirts, too, so I'm not sure if those were full on pre-order or what, but so uh, if you're not going to any shows for whatever reason or couldn't, but you want the merch, that's cool that they're still putting it on the online cure.com website there in the merch section, so go check that out. Or if you're too impatient and you just want to buy all the shit before you even get to the show, uh, sure, that's your option too. So uh, pretty cool that we got to scope all that out. Thank you guys for posting those pictures of merch. All right, let's get into the actual show. Let's see. uh, It's been, what, seven years since 2016. So um, since 2019, I don't know if you count the festivals as the last tour, but uh, sure, you know, it's still a good chunk of time. Hard to believe it's been seven years since 2016, but jeez. So yeah, the set list, it's going to end up being a 29-song set. Right off the bat, coming out, opening with Alone. So it kind of, he's wearing the same kind of shirt and everything. Felt very Euro 2022. So just in case anybody was wondering, as far as the pre-tour speculations and stuff, it does look like it's going to be continuation of that tour theme anyway and uh, kind of vibe uh, which I am 100% cool with and I hope everybody else is too because you know we picked up on a lot of patterns and stuff and a lot of them still continued on into this show Um, you know anything could happen in a cure show from night to night we all know but at the same time already pretty cool to see you know we'll probably get like three variations of this night and then a few little mix and matches from those three kind of variations but for the most part it's going to stick to that format i think of the the five new songs were included on the first night here so it was cool that none of those got dropped um they didn't add any new ones yet or anything like that so and they were relatively in the same spots that they kind of settled into on the european tour um with alone opening it and Nothing Is Forever was fairly early, and even followed by Love Song, I believe, again. I was my whole speculation, or yeah, it follows Love Song. So my whole speculation that those two are kind of related. And um, so then we had, what was the next new one? Uh, a Fragile Thing, kind of middle set, early middle. And then ending with End Song in the main set. And then we had I Can Never Say Goodbye in the first encore as it had been in Europe. So is that all five? Did I leave anybody out? Yep, that's all of them. So um, yeah, pretty cool. Those new songs are sounding tight as ever. Uh, The band coming out blazing. Sounding like, you know, it's been a week since the last tour ended. Um, Robert's voice sounded like pure gold, of course. Pretty amazing that they can jump right back into it and uh, crank them all out. So let's talk the actual set list. Um, Looking at it, um, there was a lot of, you know, how we did it last time where... um, I didn't really dwell on a lot of the ones that they play pretty regularly, but since this is the first night of the tour, let's do the quick rundown of all of them, and then I can kind of uh, tell you the variations as it went. But uh, like I said, Alone opened it. Pictures of You came in second, as it had been on the last tour. A Night Like This followed, which was pretty common to have it early in the set. Love Song, then And Nothing Is Forever. 
The Last Day of Summer, which was kind of the one that they would shuffle in and out on the last tour at various dates. So that might, again, be another interchangeable one. But very cool that New Orleans got The Last Day of Summer because that song rules. Followed by A Fragile Thing. And then followed by Cold, which was awesome because that's another deep, dark cut that everybody gets excited when that pops up somewhere in the set. So very cool. And uh, that cold followed by burn going to the two extremes there. And uh, Fascination Street, you knew that was going to be in the set somewhere. Followed by push. And what I always love, push going into play for today, keeping the crowd nice and pumped. And shake dog shake. From the edge of the deep green sea, and then closing out the main set with end songs. So 15 songs in the whole first main set. It's hard to tell from my seat at home, but it looked like the crowd was awesome and very into it. Some of you guys that were actually there might be able to testify to that, or you know, hopefully everybody was cool and not staring at their phones the whole night and stuff. But uh sounded great. Looked like it was a full crowd, you know, with all this ticket business. I was definitely worried that. You know, some shenanigans would be going on and there'd be some visibly empty seats. So if any of that kind of shit did seem apparent, definitely let us know in the comments of this somewhere on one of our social medias or something. Because I'd be curious to know if that's going to prove to be a problem or anything throughout these dates. And I guess I'll sell along those lines just for our own sake and everybody anticipating their day of going to see the cure let us know if you hit any weird ticket snags or anything you know obviously if you got your tickets on StubHub and got denied or something that's nothing too shocking but uh maybe there's a cool story in there still too we'd love to hear but uh if there's anything out of the ordinary um let us know if there's something we need to watch out for like maybe your fourth person didn't show up in time and they had to get in. What did you do? How did they get in there? Um, did they all? Did you all have to hold hands and walk through the door together, like we've been speculating? So let us know, please, uh, whether it was last night in New Orleans or in these upcoming shows. So we're anxiously awaiting, and you know, help help out your fellow Cure fans, so we know what to do and not do too. We'll return the favor someday, I'm sure. So, um, so yeah, first set, pretty fucking awesome. Lots of classics in there, some semi-deep cuts, some, some fun ones, some new songs. Yeah, I don't think anybody could really have any gripes with that. And, uh, you know, 15 might seem a little on the shorter side compared to some shows. I don't know. I mean, there's some long boys in there, though, too. End song from the edge of the deep green sea, Fascination Street, pictures of you. So, you know, great ones, but even Burns on the longer side, I think. So there's some, some beefy tunes in there. So I can't imagine anybody would be like, eh, what the heck? Well, don't worry if you were that person, because we get some longer encores coming up, too. The encore, the first one, this was, you know, became the the uh, the big highlight. Everybody was like, what was encore one? Remember, at the beginning of the Euro Tour, they had a little theme going for the first few dates. So they don't seem to be really full-on gravitating towards that right off the bat here, anyway. But it's a solid encore one. We start off with, I can never say goodbye. Followed by Want, which is awesome. Odd placement for it, maybe, in, in the no kind of leading category or anything. But it's a 
song I can't imagine too many people would complain about. And then we had our first like head explosion, kick in the nuts moment of this concert, and it was a thousand hours. First time it's been performed since 1987, and to my recollection, or setlist.fm notes anyway, it's only been played once ever before this one. Uh, One time in 87, so for the second time ever, uh, a thousand hours. It's a song I've been putting on my dream list for ages. Um, It makes it onto every Cure mix or playlist that I make. I've always adored this song and I never could understand why they didn't play it live. It's so beautiful. Um, Very cool. They pulled it off. It sounded great, I thought. They did have to change the key, which doesn't happen very often for Cure songs, but um, usually in D and they think they bumped it to A and uh, which, uh, yeah, seems sounded great though. Just a little lower and um, Love that piano part, just all around beautiful lyrics. So, so thank you to the Cure, please. Now this is the part that hurts when you don't get to see them until later in the tour, is because now we've seen these awesome songs that they're pulling out, you know. And then we just gotta hope that that uh, they don't get sick of them by the time they get to us. And that's why multiple shows are good for everybody if you can pull it off because it helps your odds because they probably won't play that every night. But, you know, if you got like a... Usually it's like a one in four, one in three chance or something. A couple of them will usually just disappear, unfortunately. So let's hope that's not one of them. I'd love to hear this a lot on every night of this tour, actually. (laughs) So uh, they didn't leave off there. They, They still had a mini little theme with At Night and then A Forest. So... So a good five song set there for the encore and ending with a forest. Got to get a forest in there somewhere. So uh, good thing that they got that and uh, sounded as brilliant as ever. Took a quick little break, came back for encore two. In Europe, they had been doing what we called the Magnificent Seven of uh, straight up pop songs to close out the night kind of for the first time in their career, really stacking the hits, you know, stacking the 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 obvious go-to pop gems all in a row, which initially seems a little like, whoa, that's a lot, but uh, it still blows my mind when you line all these badass pop songs up in a row, how, how great they sound and how impressive that is of a lineup. So they kick it off with Lullaby, then we get our second, mind-blowing kicking the nuts with six different ways um, performed also the last time was in 1987 although it got played a good chunk of time uh, I think it was in the hundreds it had been played a hundred some times uh, from about 85 head on the door through 87 but then some reason in 87 it just stopped so we'd never heard Jason, Perry, or Reeves play six different ways live until now. So that's pretty cool. And Robert played a little guitar. It was like a little mini keyboard. I initially thought maybe it was like a little melodica thing that you blow in and play, but it, it, was, it looked like a little teeny guitar. But he wasn't wearing it like a guitar. He was just holding it like a little mini keyboard. And uh, he would play the little rambly piano notes while uh, 
Roger was doing the fancy for real stuff, but uh, he was playing the little, maybe he had a little dum 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 in there, here or there. I couldn't really see from my video, but um, it sounded amazing and his voice sounded great hitting those high notes on that bad boy. And uh, man, I don't know, I can't imagine anybody else that would not want to hear that. Um, could speculate maybe from it, but that's pretty old now. That you know the reason why you're digging it back up now. But uh, it was in the Stephen King It movie. Maybe he finally got around to seeing that and was reminded of what a cool song that is. So whatever the reason, I'm I'm grateful. So hopefully that one sticks around too, because I know a lot of us were blown away that the combo of a thousand hours in six different ways. God damn it, that's why you gotta buy a bunch of tickets for these. You never know what's gonna pop up. Um, so then it gets into uh, a little bit of exactly what you would expect if you were on the European tour anyway, or following it. We got the walk into Friday I'm in Love, doing the Unstuck, which was kind of the alternate um, in, in Europe where they were throwing that in some nights, but not every night. So we got Friday into doing the Unstuck. And then closed it out with the power lineup of Close to Me, In Between Days, Just Like Heaven, and the finale of Boys Don't Cry, which uh, you can't argue that ending, man. That's just, those are the fucking jams. So uh, that's pretty cool. And, and like I said, it just makes them shine even more when you stack them all up like that, like an all-star game or something. Not to get super nerdy, but maybe uh, about 220 episodes too late for that. Um, Boys Don't Cry, actually. I didn't notice this, but when it was played in uh, the last night of Wem in Wembley there in, in uh, the Euro 2022 tour, according to setlist.fm, so maybe they're counting like mimed performances and stuff too, but it was the 1,000th time that that song had been played live, making to this show in New Orleans the 1,001 time that Boys Don't Cry has been played. I think it's around like, oh, yeah, second most played song by The Cure. So, um, yeah, and it's about a good hundred ahead of In Between Days. So, Forrest is running away with it with 1,147, and uh, Boys Don't Cry, 1,001 times played. Yeah, I don't think uh, you could really ask for a better debut of the tour. Um, from everything that I saw, it seemed like it was flawless. Um, I hope, like I said, the crowd was cool, the venue was cool to everybody, and uh, everybody that made it there had a great time, hopefully. And, um, you know, New Orleans is always a lovely city. I've been lucky enough to visit a few times and always enjoyed myself. And, um, if not too much, but, um, yeah, so that, I, I can't imagine anyone that lives in the area would, would be through the roof to see the Kira there and, uh, would be a pretty cool destination show. So good job to all you guys that, that hit the road or the airs and, uh, made it to the show. So lots ahead. Um, I guess we'll just keep this kind of short and sweet. I don't really have too much to add on top of that. I guess we'll also use this as the open call to anybody that does go to these upcoming shows to uh feel free to to record a little you know memo self-review or, or something afterwards it would be hard to get everybody on here to interview and then keep it time relevant um we could still try some of that but uh for the most part um i would, I would love to hear your your thoughts though so if you want to just record a quick little 
snippet of what happened from your perspective and what you thought of the care show that you go to, um, always welcome. So it'd be real easy. Just record it on your phone, email it straight to me, and uh, we'll include it in an episode for that show. Hopefully we can backtrack a few too if we need to. Um, but uh, yeah, and if you're not really into your voice, you could write it out as an email too. That's totally fine. I've read a bunch if you've been following the show. So maybe some of you guys are new and you this is the first thing you are hearing ever of this podcast even. If that's the case, go check out some past episodes. we got about 218 waiting for you. We've done everything from talking to Cure fans to people that have been connected to the Cure. We've reviewed albums. We've done quickie and more thorough reviews of tours even. This is uh, maybe the third-ish kind of go-around of this. We tried to cover the Euro 2022, the festivals in 2019, and uh, random scattered dates by the band in 2016 even, really early on when we first started the podcast. Um, kind of more broader scope reviews of each show that they did uh, with a lot of help from Marusha, who was out on the road at that point. So we've covered it all. Go have a look around. We're, we're here on all streaming services and on YouTube. YouTube does have some playlists where they're a little more categorized if you want to scope those out and just hear the album reviews or anything. But uh, don't need to tell you guys all this. We're looking forward to the tour. Hopefully... Um, Lots of good stuff and exciting moments like a thousand hours in six different ways lie ahead of us. Uh, be sure to check out our most recent full episode. It's only been a week since that one, so we're going to let that one still percolate out there. And uh, at, we had Andy, the Cure fan, on and talked about pre tour hype and the meetups that he's scheduling up for the West Coast gigs. And uh, his origin tale, too. So all that exciting stuff in a longer, more official episode. So thank you for bearing with me on this quickie review. Like I said, I just wanted to document it. A lot of this is just, I don't know why, but I feel like we have to have this documented for historical purposes. All the kids out there that will one day want to know what happened on the 2023 North American tour. And now they'll have all this information and uh pretty cool so thank you guys for listening thank you in advance if you want to contribute and um thank you to the care for for keeping this thing rolling and giving so many people the opportunity to experience this band a lot of people i'm seeing have never been to cure shows are going to get a chance to finally see them i'm seeing people that haven't been to cure shows in ages people posting wow yeah i haven't seen them since you know disintegration or wish and uh just never gone around to it but now's the chance i know i gotta make it count so they're for whatever reason going out and and it's great that they have this opportunity because there's been a lot of close calls as we cure fans know over the years where this all could have wrapped up neatly and been done for quite some time but no these guys are just gonna keep rolling on because they are awesome and uh yeah we looking forward to it we'll leave it there and um hope everybody enjoyed the show feel free to comment on anything that i missed here and fill us in for everybody that wasn't out there We'll call this a uh, non-Patreon holy half hour. So, yeah, this is a little taste of what you'd get if you sign up for the Patreon. So, all right. We'll talk to you soon. And on to Texas. We got Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Houston, Dallas, and Sunday in Austin, Texas. 
everything's bigger in Texas. So hopefully you guys are making it out there too. And uh, treat the cure nice. Buy them a Lone Star and some barbecue. Talk hard.